Dice roll our exalted retro. Oh shit, we're done with that. Oh man, we gotta find a better idea than going through thirty hours worth of an old campaign. I feel 30. like it was more than thirty. But... Just thirty? Yeah, actually, we had uh, thirty episodes. We had thirty episodes, which of... is about thirty hours, give or take. Jesus. I think there was like one or two, like two-hour episodes in there. That's thirty weeks of content. I'm proud of you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't think that we missed a week, did we? Uh, no. Okay. I know we had to double up a couple of weeks because... Because people going on vacation and stuff like that. Oh, darn, yeah. we have lives. Damn we it! Are. How dare. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, now we've had to figure out a better thing to do with, uh, with our time on the couch here. Um, we were thinking about just doing banter and talking about random systems. But pretty sure you guys would get bored with us doing that. I mean, not that our banter isn't fucking fantastic, it's just at some point it turns into... Hey, how was your week? Yeah. Well, I know how your week was. You I live, live with, with you. You guys yeah, don't that... need to listen to our uh, dinner conversations unless you really want to. I mean, you can definitely hit us up and talk to us about the mundanities. Mundanities? Is that a word? No, I mundane? Don't think, I think the... it's just the mundane everyday. Yeah, you can say just the mundane. Maybe. Words are hard. Okay. Oh no, I, trust me, words are hard. Tired, sleeping, <laughs> awake, whatever. Words are hard. Can't, nobody can keep a consistent schedule at all. At all. So, before we get off of on to that tangent and actually start a banter contest, Brendan, what did we decide we were doing? So, what we decided that we were going to do is we are going to do game reviews. Uh, specifically, we're going to spend an episode deciding on what game that we're going to play. Specifically for now, tabletop reviews. We yeah, could always tabletop. do video game reviews, but that means we'd have to actually finish the video game, at least two of us together. Yeah, we would have like to actually Borderlands finish... Like Borderlands 3, Brendan. I don't even remember what the Or we'd have to that. watch Bren uh, one of us finish a video game. Like Dragon Quest, Brendan. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did do that. <laughs> You um, didn't, though. You didn't. There's still how much content left? Whoa, 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 left? whoa, whoa. I finished that game. DLC doesn't count. I mean, it does. This this part that no, you're on this part that you're on now, I don't think is technically a DLC. It is. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well. That's why the credits rolled. This is the aftermath. This is the... I thought that the, it was just in-game content. Yeah, same. No, because the, uh, the, the one on the Switch is uh, the complete edition. Well then. Because the game got released on the PS4. Okay. I don't know. Well. So, yeah, we decided we're going to do, uh, we're going to do a session. We're going to sit down. We're going to talk about a tabletop game that, uh, I, at least one of us has never played before. And we're going to do, what, what do we decide on? Two to three, max two, of four two, two sessions? Three, yeah, two to three, max of four sessions. Something like that, yeah. We're going to do basically quick one-shots, which is going to really help with, uh... It's like a mini-mini campaign. She's going to help really well with my uh, <clears throat> GM ADHD, oh my God. as you all have called it. This man gets like eight games into a fucking campaign, and then it's just like, you know what system I really want to try out? And it's just like, 
Can you Eight? You're giving too much credit there. It, can you can you please just finish the one you started? How many no? game ideas did I have uh, in the middle of us running Iron Kingdoms? Like, like three... 12. I don't even know. I don't like even know. I didn't keep 12. track. 12. So this is our way to curb that and kind of like get our feet wet and just kind of wet our soul so, with uh, different uh, systems. Yeah, so basically we're going to all kind of take turns... Uh, GMing, doing something different, uh, like here and there, uh, just kind of figuring stuff out. You know, you have a pencil, right? I, I do. A pencil. I have I have three pencils. Okay. I'm I'm doodling on my character sheet because okay. I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. All right. You know what? Fair. Uh, so with that out of the way, we have actually already printed character sheets and decided on a game. That uh, Brendan oh, will be running. Hang on. So the first session is us discussing what game we want to do, like mm -hmm. just to give you guys an idea of the format that we're going through is we're going to record us discussing the game, what kind of game it's going to be. Um, we're going to go through a mini session zero. We're not going to give you all of our character building, but we are going to ask questions about the system and kind of ask give... questions about the character sheets. And give preliminary overviews of what we can be expecting or what we're mm -hmm. kind of curious about. Are we going to be playing an RP-heavy game? Are we going to be playing an investigative game? Are we going to be playing a combat-heavy game? And once we've done the three to four sessions of content and posted that, we're going to do a review. We're going to go back and we're going to talk about our experience with it and kind of give our own thoughts of, well, hey, did this lend itself to an RP-heavy game? How would I change this if I wanted to run this kind of game? Like, is this more suited to a different style of gameplay? Kind of our, our review of the mini campaign and our review of the system and mm -hmm. whatnot. What we liked, what we didn't like, uh, what worked for us, what didn't. It's kind of a quick campaign learning experience yeah. as well. And in between sessions, if you guys want to send us questions or suggestions or your own experiences so that we can cover those in the review, that would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. yep. Like we said before, we like questions. We'll, we, we will definitely be saving questions that get answered for either pre-game uh, stuff if we receive uh, enough questions uh, on the pre-game episodes or post-game episodes. More likely post-game. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking post because that way once we announce what we're doing, then people know what they should be asking about. Mm -hmm. so, okay, that's fair. So I have ideas of what I want to run, but I'm probably only going to spoil one of them. What that I'm going to be running for our first uh, preliminary foray into this, it was a hard decision between a couple different things. <laughs> hard not at all. Okay, it was hard for me to decide. No, it wasn't. We mentioned that she went straight to the to the bookshelf and grabbed like, grab the book down and like almost Smack. threw it on the table. You might not remember you had been drinking. Oh, fair. And just been like, this is what I want. Run first, and we're like, okay, sure. Okay, so uh, the game that I wanted to run first and was very uh, adamant about running this first is the Old World of Darkness uh, game, Demon the Fallen. I know that Christina has a little bit of experience with this, and I know that Julia has... World, like, of, World of Darkness experience. Julia has World of Darkness experience, but not necessarily Demon the Fallen experience. My only experience was in a mixed World of Darkness campaign, two of them people played demons. And it was weird. And it's kind of that's kind of my experience with it, too. We had a friend run a game where... Weirdly enough, all the guys played mages and all the girls ended up playing demons. It just worked out that way. It's not that we planned it, but that's just how it happened. That sounds cool. So, so the concept for Demon the Fallen. 
uh, to get like the, the biggest high-end concept of what this game is about. How does that gonna fit into World of Darkness? So the way that, okay. Are you familiar with Paradise Lost? Vaguely. Okay. I so, already. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, Paradise Demon Lost, Paradise it Lost. It just clicked. Yeah, I'm right. smart. At least I'm pretty. At least I'm well, pretty. Let's start with this. Why did you want to run Demon? I wanted to run Demon because Demon can be a really interesting way to... Demon can be a very interesting game where that you're trying to match up juxtaposed personalities. Um, I don't want to say multiple personality disorder, but as that I get further into describing everything, it's going to make more sense. Ooh, if, if I remember correctly, if I can go off on this minor tangent for it, uh, it's basically you are a demon, but you're in a person, and there's still a little bit of that subconscious there, so you have to kind of be that person and kind of live their life, but not at the same time? Yes, in a way. So gonna corral the ADHD for a second because you didn't answer the question. Why do you want to run Demon? I want to run Demon because I think that it's a philosophically interesting game. There we go. How does Demon fit into World of Darkness? Demon fits into World of Darkness by being like... So in every other thing, uh, except for maybe... It, in every other game, it's super vague on like the start of the world, except for vampire. Vampire is very explicitly, all vampires are descended from Cain. It's true. Um, in Demon the Fallen, it is explicitly, God exists, angels are real, like Cain and Abel were real, and like curses happened, and everything. Like, the, uh, the monotheistic uh, Judeo-Christian God is like, the one God. Okay. Or the creator being. Um, more the creator being. Yeah, so more, demon more. and angel both work together. So there actually isn't an angel book. I thought there was. In New World of Darkness there might be, but there is not a angel book. There is a Demon the Fallen supplement called City of Angels, which specifically focuses on L.A., I believe. Okay. Which, L.A., City of Angels, that kind of makes sense. So the lore with Demon the Fallen and how it fits into World of Darkness is that God exists... And then Paradise, Paradise Lost happened? Paradise Lost happened. Um, basically, God makes the world and angels, or God makes angels, gives commands to the angels to make the world. All the angels are in charge of, like, different things that they have to make, like angels of the wind and uh, beasts and uh, death they, they and blah, blah, like blah. the different gods from Exalted, they all have their little niche of, like, this is what I control, this is what I control, this is what I manage over. Yeah. So, basically, they do that, and then... Once it, they make humans, God gives the angels two decrees, which is love humanity as you love me, mm -hmm. and you are not to reveal yourself to humanity. Okay. It, it goes into extreme depth on why that uh, basically the angelic rebellion with Lucifer and everything happened is because basically like when the humans were made in this canon, they're basically just hairless apes. Like, they're not smart, they can't appreciate beauty. It's not Eden where that suddenly Adam and Eve are just self-aware and, like, can make words and can do things. And the angels are literally trying for, like, millennia to get them to recognize things. Like, one, like one of the stories that I 
very distinctly recall from inside of the uh, the core rulebook as that like because in the core rulebook it's basically like a demon explaining like the whole history to everyone okay to, to like a human and he's like do you know how much it sucks to have orchestrated a a bunch of animals together to and the wind and the air and everything to have come together to make a perfect symphony for Adam and Eve to have heard on, on a glorious sunset and everything. Basically, give them, like, the perfect movie soundtrack mm -hmm. at the end of, like, a like a romantic scene. And you know what Adam did? He picked up a squirrel and ate it. Like, there was no... <laughs> There was no understanding of what had happened. They they had no there's no cognition. There's, there's no appreciation. They, there's yeah, no they, they cognition. Had, they had no sapience. They could not appreciate beauty. So in doing this, Lucifer basically went, "Well, screw this command. We're gonna go give them like sapience, the appreciation for beauty." And in doing so, basically, that was the point of the Luciferian rebellion. Uh, where the, basically a third of the host of angels went down and said, we love humanity like we love God. We so want them to appreciate we, God. We want them to appreciate this. So that's what we're going to go do. That was not part of God's plan. That was not part of God's plan. Yeah. And in doing so... <laughs> they The other two-thirds of the angelic host, basically, uh, basically there was a war with mortals and angels and everything. And the most... So basically, I sh should say that what that it was is there was a curse. There was a bunch of curses put down first from God, and then there was the war. And the curses were all like, oh, like, basically it's to give, like, your houses of demons little flavors. Okay. Um, which we'll get into houses later? Which we'll get into houses a little bit later. Um, but basically, one of the next big things that happens in the canon is Cain kills Abel. Okay. Which, you know, as we're familiar with from vampire uh, lore, basically then God gives the curse of vampirism to Cain, and Cain goes off. He just changes the code in the system. Yeah, he just changes the fucking code in the system. That's a good way to say it. I think that, like, actually, like, an archangel came down and gave it to him, but, like, I don't know. It's whatever. But basically, in doing so, because before, when the angels were fighting, it was like, there's, like, symphonies in the sky and one is melody and the other one is counter melody and like melody they're, they're, harmony yeah, like some, sometimes they're fighting with flaming swords and other times they're like opposing like their concept of fighting was abstract and metaphysical to the point that like no one would ever really have the upper hand until Cain killed Abel and then suddenly the concept of actual death of sapient beings was introduced and suddenly angels could die against one another and the world was in chaos. And then the world was in chaos. Eventually, uh, the rest of the angelic host beat the uh, Luciferian Rebellion, and they sent them away to hell. You go to hell, you do not pass go, do not collect $200. You go to hell! And then... And the demons, or the fallen angels, I should say, proudly marched into hell which basically was a void of nothingness besides themselves, but they were fine because Lucifer was there with them. Except he wasn't. Dun, dun, dun! What? And then uh, the fallen have been trapped in hell for... Uh, basically, they were trapped in hell from the time of Eden until, I want to say, like, the the Dark Ages. And then <laughs> a <some> good while. <laughs> a good while. And then suddenly, some of their biggest-named people, like the, the generals... Just start disappearing. No one knows why they just start disappearing. 
Um, and then after that, um, around basically 1999, uh, which, you know, lines up with the, uh, with the Days of Darkness, like the end of the first World of Darkness, uh, arc. arc, yeah, a crack forms in hell. And then suddenly, the weakest demons are able to slip through. The, the smallest They're of basically the crawling their way out of hell and having to find hosts. Kind of like in Supernatural. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, very, very much like that. And that is where that you would pick up. Okay. So I have questions. Okay. I have a lot of questions. So, like, my first question, my first question, who are the generals? Like, what are demon houses? Okay. Luckily enough, I have this shit tabbed in the book. Glad one of us was prepared. Right? <laughs> so, you have um, the Defilers, who are glamorous shape changers, able to alter their form to become anyone's greatest desire. Okay, so like Succubi? Uh, yeah, let's think of them like that. You've got Devils. Charismatic tempters and deceivers able to twist souls with their honey words. Like the show Lucifer? Yep. Scourges, bearers of plague and pestilence. These demons can harm or heal with a touch. Okay. Malefactors, artisans of the fallen, able to create any wonder for a price. Fiends, masters of fate, uh, as written in the stars, dispensers of nightmares and curses. They're actually, I think, my favorite one, if I remember correctly. Malefactors? Fiends. Fiends. Yeah. Uh, devourers, warriors of the fallen, given charge of the beasts and wild things. Very cool. And the slayers, tormentors of the dead, able to raise ghosts and rip living souls from their bodies. What? What were they? Uh, the slayers. That sounds badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I, if I remember correctly, they have some interesting wonky shit that they can do. I mean, all of them do, but... There's something I remember being, we like very interesting about Slayers, but I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, I mean, it was a pretty good anime. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so with that out of the way, um, one of the more interesting things that I mentioned earlier about Demon is that I really like how that they kind of have to juxtapose things. Basically, your demons, whoever that you end up playing have been trapped in hell for untold millennia, basically. Okay. And you have, and you know, you guys just suffered it, you guys suffered a defeat at the hands of heaven, and it sucked. And you guys have basically been by yourself with your comrades for a long time, stewing in that hatred and upsetness at having lost the war and everything. You are not happy campers upon release. Okay. When a demon goes out from hell, they have to find a host body. Okay. Uh, host bodies can be uh, the recently dead, people who are br- effectively brain dead, like uh, people who are kind of like... Comatose. Dead. Comatose. A lot of, like, basically, like, you have to basically find someone who has no soul or who has sold their soul to basically take possession of the body. It's, the, it's like a mentally weak host. Yes. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Now, when you do this, basically all of the memories of the host come flooding into the demon. And in doing that, 
they also get basically all of their uh, all, all like the good memories and like the 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 basically there's the good from the human that tempers the bad from the demon, which turns you into not a completely like not a complete sociopath. Yeah, not a complete sociopath set on the destruction of humanity and everything. Because you've got that little like thing chirping in the back of your head, being like, hey, maybe we shouldn't. It's a weird like humanistic conscience. So, um, sorts. one of the things that you'll notice, so one of the things that I like about this game is that it takes a lot of the really good concepts from a lot of the different games. Uh, there is specifically a virtues, uh, tree off to the side mm -hmm. that kind of determines like where that you kind of lie on kind of making a weird, like three dimensional, uh, alignment chart. So almost. the virtues are conscience. Conviction and courage. Oh, I have tons of questions about this character sheet. I was going to wait till we got through the lore first. I was just mentioning it because he said virtue, so I was going to mention the three of them as he went through it. That okay. sounds great. Um, well, basically, that's the lore as that it's known. Uh, the only other thing that um, you guys would very quickly find out about that I did want to mention is, you know how I mentioned that the uh, the big demons got summoned early in the... Uh, the Dark Ages? In the Dark Ages. So they get turned into what's called Earthbound. Basically, they're demons that get put into objects, and because they're not put into human hosts, there's no goodness to temper all of that uh, that hate. They're almost like golems. Yes, with just an absolute. They just they despise humanity. They despise all of God's creations, and they just want to see it all burn. Okay. They are the closest thing to a bat to a like a definitive bad guy that you get in this setting so we're against them if you run into them yes probably because they're probably looking to just acquire power and destroy things okay so you have a little bit of a conscience you're like i'm all kind of for reckless abandon but i'm trying to understand motivation here so like we started being like we want to love humanity yes do we still if your character wants to. So there's a couple of different factions in okay. the game. Okay, I was wondering about about camps at that point. Like, what camps different things fall into. Okay, so for factions, you have the Faustians. Okay. They are basically your classical demon. Summon me up, I'll give you a favor, and in return, you owe me your soul, or you owe me a favor. They are crossroads demons from Supernatural. Yes, they yes. are crossroads Got demons it. from Supernatural. That's probably, like... Supernatural is a good comparison for a lot of stuff in here, weirdly enough. Mm -hmm. Which came first? I think it was this, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. by a long shot. So that... You have the cryptics. Um, I think they're very knowledge and puzzle-oriented They're puzzle extraordinarily based. knowledge and uh, puzzle-based. They're basically looking to figure out what the hell the god's plan was, or they're trying to find out, like esoteric knowledge of like what's going on or what's to be, to come it's a lot of uh thinky puzzle people okay that sounds really interesting to me yeah they're you they're have great. the luciferans who are the people who are still um loyal to lucifer and are actively looking for him they can range from uh soldiers to intelligence people to spies and they, they, have, they have a lot of uh span of what they'd be interested in. But the main thing is is that you are looking for Lucifer. That is your that is your faction soul. You have the Raveners, which are basically fuck the world. Sounds I'm like done. Salt the earth. 
burn it down, salt the earth. Like, not even start anew. Just burn it down, salt the earth. There's a lot of factions that are very, uh, <coughs> one side or the other, and there's some that are even killed with it, so. Yeah, Ravners, that would make sense for that. Like, they just sound like mm -hmm. they were named for that way for a reason. And then you have the Reconcilers, who are the people who, after, uh, basically after the Great War, kind of went, well, you yeah, know, we're going to take our punishment, but now that you're out on the Earth again, you're actually looking to see if there's a way to come back. Okay. To go back into God's good grace or something like that. Yeah, because again, you started as an angel, you did this because you wanted to follow God's plan, you just weren't given clear. You misunderstood the assignment. You kind misunderstood of. the assignment. No, you completely understood the assignment. You knew that revealing yourself to humanity was a bad idea, yet you still did it. Is that how we gave them sapiens? One. Yes. Yeah, cryptics and Faustians are my favorites. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards cryptic. Because you know me, I like the knowledge-seeking stuff, but I also like the, the very, uh, not stereotypical, but kind of stereotypical, like, deal with the devil type of outlook. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything on the on the character sheet you have any questions about? Okay, so right off the bat, the first thing that jumps out at me is apocalyptic form. Okay. <laughs> that one's fun. Like, that is new! Where did you come from? That and torment, but we can get into that first. Let's start with apocalyptic form. Okay, so an apocalyptic form is basically... So, you, so demons just kind of walk around every day as just people. Um, in their meat suits. In their meat suits. But... They can, uh, for combat purposes or other purposes, reveal themselves in their true angelic or demonic glory. Uh, an apocalyptic form actually has two different versions to it, I believe. Yeah, there's the, like you said, more demonic form and there's the more angelic form. Uh, so the more angelic form is only, except, so both forms are accessible to demons who have low torment. Uh, an angelic form generally inspires hope and uh, inspiration in uh, in humans that see it, but an, uh, but a demonic form is only going to inspire fear. But you have the option as a low torment demon to do both. But if you are a higher torment demon, you only have the option of the demonic form, okay. which is usually much more combat oriented. And you can do different things in each of these forms based off of, like, your powers that you have. Okay. You can, uh, I know that one of the things that devils get is, uh, which is extraordinarily useful because um, the first the first thing that anybody who plays World of Darkness is going to do is, oh, I found a new supernatural. Well, what do we do? Well, you kill it with fire because everything is, is susceptible to taking aggravated damage from fire. And devils are just straight up immune to fire in their apocalyptic form. Huh. You could get, like, multiple arms, and that, which gives you free actions for that whole turn. And you could get, like, wings so you could fly and become harder to hit. And breathe out, like, noxious gas and, like, everything like that. You get some crazy, crazy shit. I'm down for crazy. So you're... So how does torment work? How does that happen? So torment is a measure of your um, torment is a measure of how angry that you are at humanity. Each uh, demonic house gets their own starting torment. Some of them start out lower, some of them start out higher. 
But basically, if you remember the humanity track from Vampire, mm -hmm. it's like a reverse humanity track. If you ever, in Vampire, if you ever deplete all of your humanity, you are... Fucked. You, you're, you're, you're now an NPC. You are completely beholden to the beast, and you can do nothing but attack humanity and other people like a wild animal. If you ever reach Max Torment, you are now just, fuck humanity, I'm going to just destroy everything. You are absolutely, like, in the thrall of your own hatred. And you okay. become an NPC. Doing certain actions can give you torment. Others can uh, take it away. Okay. Um, usually, this goes along with your uh, along with your powers. Uh, some of them will give torment depending on how that you're doing it, and sometimes it can be given as a uh, GM thing for like story based reasons. For story based reasons, like. You know, you straight up murdered someone, and you're a low torment uh -huh. human. Well, I, I, just to read out to give you an idea, this is when I played before because it's based on your powers. Is like what your visage looks like, mm -hmm. um, and I was portal space on the one character I got to play for a little bit. So I'm gonna read out this one because it's actually got a full description for it. So uh, Nadu, the, vis the visage of portals. The angels of the threshold are tall, ethereal figures. Their long limbs and lean bodies wreathe in a veil of shifting shadow. Their movements are as fluid as they are soundless, and their feet leave no impression to mark their path. Their passing. Uh, when they pass into deep shadow, their eyes shine with a cold blue light. And so it has like different abilities based on, uh, like you've got pass without a trace, enhanced perception, increased awareness, wings, and then like a torment version. So uh, the the torment version of it. Uh, the monstrous ones are like living shadow, evident and ephemeral. Their voices are like the keening of the wind over jagged stones, and their touch is colder than ice. So they get things like close cloak of shadows, improved initiative, enhanced dodge, no, and they. Me. Reading it, like reading it from the book doesn't help me much. It just to try to give you an idea of like what it would look like, type of thing. Yeah. So, okay, so you have your demonic form and your angelic form. Mm -hmm. It's based on your access to it is based on what how actions I, you take. Yes. Yeah. Which directly correlate to your torment, which starts based on what house you're in. Yes. Okay. So devil, malefactor, defiler, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, we touched on it briefly. Talk to me about virtues. Um, so virtues are basically uh, what it. What your conscience is, your, uh, what is it, conscience? Conviction. And conviction. Mm -hmm. So conscience is obviously like your ability to determine and act within what is right and wrong. Courage is pretty self-explanatory. And conviction is how closely that you keep to certain things. Like your house's ideals? Yes, your house's ideals or your faction's ideals or your own personal ideals. It's a way to determine um, a couple different, more derivative stats. I believe that it's it helps to determine willpower and possible like torment roles. Like, uh, you just murdered someone. You just murdered someone. Make me a conscience roll. Difficulty blah. You pass. Okay, you do not get torment. You failed. You get torment. Okay. You see that torment. So it's kind of like um, limit. Yes, it is kind of like limit. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and how it works in Exalted. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm also noticing a little bit 
is different on talent, skills, and knowledges, mm -hmm. which for the most part, it's the same, but I'm noticing something new that has me like really excited. Demolitions? Demolitions is new. What the fuck is this? How many things can I blow up? Can I level a city with this? Yes, you could absolutely level a city with demolitions. Demolitions would be the act of uh, crafting and placing explosives. Fuck yeah. All right. So I think I, I, I'll ask questions as we build characters off off uh, off recording about actual character building. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to know, like, what kind of game are you looking to run? Because that's going to determine okay. heavily what, what I want to do. Before I do that, there's a couple other things on the character sheet that I did want to touch on for you. Uh, lore. You'll, or not lore, but lores. Those are your powers. Okay. Um, the best way that I can describe um, Demon is take Mage, now give it uh, a little bit more uh, a little bit more rigidity. Like, you have powers over reality because you're the fuckers who made reality. Okay. So, like, there are uh, lures in there that allow you to just make flat-out correspondence portals. And just transport yourself halfway across the fucking world if you want. Yep. Have would you, you say that this game is kind of like a combination of vampire and mage? I would say yeah, that it's very similar that's, to that's that. reasonable. Like, if you've seen a door, you can reasonably make a portal to it. If you're really familiar with the door, you can much easier make a portal to it. You can make flame, you can uh, summon up beasts, uh, you can transform people, you can make wonders. It's all rather uh, easy uh, for you, as as someone who uh, <clears throat> who basically made reality, um, but the thing that powers these is faith, which is essentially your quintessence, your blood pool, your gnosis, your rage, what what have you. That's my resource pool. That is your resource pool. The way that you get faith is one of two ways two major ways. The first is reaping faith from a mortal. Basically, the easiest way to do this is to get a mortal or a group of mortals alone, and then basically reveal your angelic or demonic self so they know that uh, the creator does exist, or that there is some higher power. You or essentially, like, brute force them into believing it. You essentially brute force them yep. into believing it, but in doing so, you can kind of accidentally shatter their sight. It's a little bit of a rough thing to do. Yeah, and it's good for, like, short-term, like, I need faith now. It's a good, it's good for a short-term gain, but it is not good for a long-term gain. Got it. The way that it's good, the way that you Short-term gain for long-term pain. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. The way that you get faith over a long-term is by creating a cult. And you can create a cult by giving mortals things that they want. You, as a demon, can, uh, if a mortal enters into a pact with you willingly, you can just go, oh, you want to be faster? Here's a point of dex. You can just give someone attribute points. Go tell your friends. Go tell your friends. Come, come over here, I'll give you what you want. You need a point of wealth? Yeah, I think I can make that happen. And then just... This person never has to worry about money again because it just comes from somewhere. 
because you can just make stuff happen. The problem, the now obviously now the uh, the mortals now are indebted to you, and basically what they do is they make a small cult and kind of worship you from time to time, which gives you a consistent pool, a consistent pool of faith that you can grab from. The other thing is that. If ever your mortal host body that you're in right now were to be killed in the line of duty, if you have thralls, uh, people who are worshipping you, you can just immediately pop into them and possess them because they are willing subjects. Because if I remember correctly, if you're killed, if your meat suit's destroyed, you only have a certain amount of time before you can... Yes, you only have a certain amount of time until you are dragged to hell. Yeah, so you have to find a meat suit pretty quick. But if you have a cult, you can just pop into a new meat suit. Which the interesting thing about popping into a new meat, into a new meat suit, those stats and everything, the the attributes and abilities, that represents your meat suit, not you, the demon. Huh. Yeah. So you'd have to make a new character sheet. You would you would essentially make a new character sheet with the same lore. Uh, so everything from the top up gets redone. Basically, yes. Yeah, you still have your same demonic powers and form and shit like that, and. Your, like, your demonic self is still the same, but your meat suit changes. Yep. That's cool. So, um, I think that that's about it for character sheet explanations, unless, of course, I missed something. I don't think so, because everything else is pretty normal for World of Darkness. You have your attributes, your abilities. Your backgrounds. There might be some extra stuff that might be new to D. Actually, you know what? Let me look at the backgrounds real quick, because there are some really interesting backgrounds. Things that are different in Demon for backgrounds from everything else is eminence, your status among your fellow demons, so basically like how high up in the army that you are. Followers, which are mortal helpers who are loyal to you. Basically your cult status. Um, legacy, the degree to which your character recalls his divine existence prior to possessing his mortal body. Because some just don't remember. Pax, uh, mortal sources of faith. Paragon, you're particularly strong in an aspect of your house's influence. Um, which, that might require an actual lookup, but we'll get to that. We'll burn that bridge when we come to it. We'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Now, to get into something that I have been excited about to talk to you guys about for two whole days. Your concepts. I have three game concepts. Oh boy. I have one of them that is a low level game. Basically, you guys have just escaped hell. Okay. Um, one of them that is a mid level game, meaning that I'm going to give you guys some extra experience to spend and boost yourselves up a little bit more. Okay. And one of them that is a high level game where I'm going to give you guys a lot of experience, but we're going to be exploring a little bit more of the higher concept stuff and specifically some meta plot stuff that uh, that goes across the whole world of darkness. That might be a little bit more interesting for you guys since I know that you guys are experienced world of darkness players. Okay, so like, I want to know which one, what kind of game it is in terms of like play style, mm-hmm. like RP and combat and stuff like that. Okay, so I'm going to say right now that either of them can have, any of them can have combat, depending on how you guys play it. Okay. The low level one is the least likely to have combat, and it is going to incentivize more roleplay, um, 
maybe a little bit of stealth and a bit of because uh, we're squishy. Yeah, and and a bit. Well, you'll you'll see when you get to the concept. Um, the mid-level one is going to be a little bit more investigation, social stuff, and there is the chance for combat, but it might not happen depending on how you guys go about things. Okay. And the high-level game is almost definitely going to have combat in it, but that's because, hey, let's explore this game at the, at the most high level that we can. Um, let's see how far we can do this. Let's see how far that we can do this. Let's treat this as like a level 20 D&D campaign. Oh, boy. <laughs> like... I can almost guarantee you that you guys are going to be coming up against, like, archangels in that kind of thing. And it would be like, it's going to be some goofy, level-exalted shit, but it'll be fun. Okay. All right, so storyline for each of them. What are we looking at? Okay, so we're going to just go down them as that they're written. Uh, for the mid-level game, this is going to have you guys already established as uh, two demons who, at the very least... Uh, either live in the same house or live in nearby houses. Close proximity. It'll make sense. Neighbors. Very much. Okay, so this is what I have written down for you. A friend of yours is stuck in a house. Well, as the house. It's a long and embarrassing story. She'd rather not dwell on it. But it roughly involved uh, their cover that used to be perfectly good as a and a persistent angel and them going loud to exterminate the angel. Anyway, you're going to have to find them a new cover if you want to help them. Uh, get it yourself and give it to her, or allow them to somehow make a contract with some unfortunate soul. Of course, that's a whole lot of work, and really, they brought it on themselves. So you could always refuse to help, even though more angels might be on their tracks by now. Did I mention she ended up as your neighbor's house, by the way? Because she's your neighbor's house now. <laughs> okay. She's the house. She's the house, yep. yes. Okay. So, so the basic idea this of that is just the right amount of goofy. So the basic idea of that is that either you two live in the same house, or you two live with a house between you and one of your it's a friends. Sentient house now. One of your friends is now a sentient house. It's, which it's means not going to chase after one of us screaming to marry their daughter, is it? I can't guarantee that it won't happen. But we have a okay. So wait a minute. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> I, and I still don't say I'm not talking about the why are we doing this. I'm asking about the again. <laughs> right. No, uh, so basically the idea there is that you now have a demon that is uh, basically got forced into being an earthbound, and you should probably fix them because that thing is going to turn into a, basically a paranormal activity style house real fucking quick. It's going to be that cartoon movie, Monster House. Yeah, and considering demon... It's going to be anatomy. Considering that demon can yeah. get yeah. really dark, I appreciate you bringing a little bit of levity to it. For the... It's this house. We're both goof GMs. I know. For the, uh, the... Soup, Julia. Game, Soup. <laughs> for the... Wear Gator and a Chuck E. Cheese. I know. Brent once got stuck in the Infinite Guitar Center. Yep. <laughs> so, for the high-level game, you've been on Earth for a while. Decades, in fact. There was supposed to be an end of the world, but if it came, you never saw it. Now that you've got free time and aren't starving for faith, it's time to start answering some questions. Like just how someone blew a hole straight into hell. I will blame the Baptist church on that one. I can tell you right now, it's not the Baptist church. Not the, the Baptist church, the Westboro Baptist church. It's because we turned the frogs gay. <laughs> it's because we turned the frogs gay, you're right. Oh, jeez. 
Uh, that one sounds interesting. Like I said, it gives an opportunity to explore a little bit more of the meta plot stuff. Um, that does have like concrete answers that I can like just go grab books off the uh, off the shelf and be like, here's how this relates to this and this and this. But it's going to definitely involve you guys fighting big enemies, like potentially uh, depending on the houses that you choose, you guys might be facing against high level wraiths if you guys are picking slayers because slayers do have uh, the uh, the lore that lets them basically travel to the the deadlands. Uh, you guys might be facing off against the technocracy, or... I'm uh, always, I'm always, always down to fuck up the technocracy. <laughs> uh, Nefandus, or even vampiric antediluvians. Oh, jeez. You guys could be facing off against some real scary shit. I mean, all of this sounds interesting, but what's the low-level game? The low-level game is, you and your best friend in the whole war just escaped hell together. You promised to find one another on the other side, that you'd never be apart again. As luck would have it, you both found bodies very close to one another. Maybe a bit too close. One of you inhabits the body of a vicious serial murderer recently killed, and the other, the brilliant detective who killed that serial killer, but died in the line of You can't do this to me! You can't do this to me! You can't make me choose between... Just trying to navigate that. I want us to be NPCs. I'll be Dexter if you game. want to be the investigator. That sounds fantastic. You know why this is so funny to me? These would be the best goddamn NPCs to deal with ever. I'm not saying that they won't ever show up in another World of Darkness game. My heart hurts. You're making me choose. I can't. I want. I really want to go investigate Monster House and like do the really goofy bullshit thing. The, the paranoia. But you literally cooked up a perfect steak with all of my favorite pro flavor profiles in it and offered it to me on a silver platter. Like, that's not fair. Like, But I also I want, play I a you, lot of investigative characters anyway. I want you to know that I ran these ideas all by Alex and he's... Your tank senpai? Yeah, my tank senpai. And, he's, and he said that all of them were really good, but he definitely said that the... Uh, the, the 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 low level one like as someone who had never played this game that sounded really like a really interesting concept it's literally just a sitcom at that point you've written you've written a sitcom you've written friends the buddy cop demon story 
so like the way this plays out in my brain is like Christina and I are just trying to have dinner and like I get a call from my partner at the uh, police station saying hey by the way we've got a lead on this guy I'm on my way to your house and there's a knock on my door and I have to Spartan kick Christina into my closet yeah. <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous sitcom shenanigans with a laugh track, which if you if we do this and you don't provide a laugh track in post, I'll be mad. Well, we'll have to get our friends to do laugh because we, we, I don't think we can take a laugh track off the internet. There are public domain laugh tracks. We'll have to look for a public domain laugh track then. So, like, that to me is what it is, is, like, complete, like, everything's out the window. There is going to be some elements of seriousness, but it's literally going to be, like, it's gonna be like cheers. Cheers, except one of you is a serial murderer. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, this is some kind of bolt like, oh my god. This Julie is... and I both watch investigative stuff enough that it's just one of I've those things. I've watched so many true crime investigative procedural documentaries and dramas. It'll be really funny when it's like. That Hulu has run out of things to show it'll me. It'll be really funny because it'll be like. You hear about a crime, and you'll look and be like, was it you? Actually, no, that was not me. <laughs> They're trying to frame me. I did not murder this person. They are trying to frame me for this murder. How dare. But one of the interesting <laughs> things you have to keep in mind is that you still have the personality of the person that you're possessing in there as your memories. You still have all their skills. Oh, my God. And it's maybe insane. even some of their desires. So, like, if you... It's like, the rivalry, sweetheart. It's the... Bro, but like in a love way. It's the darling, but I hate you. It's it's basically the concept. The of internet this. has been screaming that they want this for so long, and I would be remiss if we didn't provide. <laughs> Christina, what is your? I'm fine with it. You're fine with it. Okay. Christina gets to play a serial killer. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Like this is. <laughs> like I said, Brendan, you cooked us up a perfectly seasoned meal of our favorite foods and flavor profiles and said, here you go. And you packaged it up as an RPG. This is fucking great. I just like my idea. I just, I like the idea of it's like, okay, this was not me that did this. I want to find this fucker and clear my name for this murder. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. We're working together, but we hate each other. Look, I'll arrest her after this, but right now, she knows how to catch this motherfucker. This is not her. How do you know was, we can trust her? This was, you and I lock eyes. This is so sloppily done. I can tell you, this was, this was this sloppily done. This is the work of an amateur! <laughs> how dare! They give real serial killers bad names! Oh, sweet mother of gods. You're like, um, oh god, you, it's like if Kemper had a better personality. <laughs> How dare they give serial killers a bad name? Amateur hour. <laughs> serial oh killers God. had a great name to begin with. We are totally fucked in the head. You guys realize that, right? <laughs> like, we're both really excited about play one of us playing a serial killer. <laughs> <coughs> what the fuck is wrong with us? Come we on. <laughs> ah, I'm in. I'm so fucking down for this. This is just stupid enough <coughs> that I'm in. Uh, so let's see, I'm gonna get some streetwise and subterfuge. <laughs> I guess and I'm going stealth. FBI agent. <laughs> I guess you Because if I'm tracking a serial killer, typically speaking, those are FBI agents. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, so starting level is what we're gonna do. Yes, and... start, starting everything is what you're gonna do. Pick a house, pick a faction. The one, uh, the one thing that I'm gonna have you guys do, because uh, I trust both of you to build 
an, a proper detective and a proper serial killer. If it had been anyone else... You trust Christina to build a proper serial killer. She sleeps in our house. <laughs> she lives here. I trust Christina to know how to build a serial killer. It's not like I didn't play an assassin for how many years as a character. I still have questions about like what kind of serial killer you're going to be. We can I think go, we need, cover I think, that later. Yeah, I think we need to figure out how the dynamic works where it's literally like, am I a free serial killer? that, Or am I someone who at one point got caught and was brought in to help with this investigation? Are, well, you, are you Hannibal Lecter or are you the Zodiac Killer out on the loose? I like Zodiac Killer personally. I like the fact that you may or may not be living in my house and I don't know it as my person. No, you, you guys do know that... So the conceit of it is is that... You were, before you got killed, the brilliant detective who tracked down the serial killer. So we're technically rivals. Yes. Yeah, we're technically rivals, but our, our, it's like our, but our human hosts. parts are friends, yes. our best friends in the world. So it might be one of those things of like, you accidentally let something slip and it's like, I saw what you did. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't me, but it was me. But yeah, if, uh, if, I, if it hadn't been you two picking this... I would have actually been like, pick your lore, pick your demonic stuff, pick your virtues, your faith, blah, blah, blah. Don't make anything that determines the human. I will hand you the human part of the sheet. Yeah, I think we can go more in depth of how this is going to function off screen. Yes, yes, definitely. Also, what we could do is we could just start tweeting ideas for people to kind of like follow along with. I don't have the best fan base, but it might, mm -hmm. you know, the people that do actually listen and follow me on Twitter... Like, that'd be a good place for you to, like, keep up with how our character development's going. Maybe. That'd be something. Because once I'm done with my character sheet, I'm going to post a picture of it. Yeah. Works for me. So, with me, I guess, leading the charge onto how the, the uh, I guess, the conceit of this new version of what the good dice roll is going to go, does that sound about good for everyone here? That, uh, whenever that it's someone's turn to, uh... To, P to uh, GM a game, we come to the game with uh, three different concepts. It doesn't always have to be high, mid, and low level, but like... Three give different us games we can run in that setting, unless we're doing a module. Yes, yeah, which I, I think I will be the one who probably ends up doing more modules than anybody else. It could also be as we go, we find our own flavor for how we're going to present things. Like, um, if I do a hunter game, it might just be like, do you guys want a serious game? Do you want something goofy, or do you want canon? Yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Do we also want to announce the when Brennan's done, like, what each of us want to run first? Like, I mean, you and me? Yeah. Because I want, I, so I've never run it before. I know a little bit about the game, and I know more about, like, actual, uh, air quotes, canon lore. Uh, but I want to run Call of Cthulhu. Ooh. That's so. going to be Cthulhu yeah. is extremely fun. You guys gotta stop giving me games where I play an investigator. Like, get, yeah, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do ready, with it. Uh, get ready to start telling people to make sanity rolls. Oh, that's fine. I have no problem with that. Concern of my brain. Um, I just I want to read through the book and everything, and I was looking at it. It's got a little bit of thickness to it, but I'm sure I can get the hang of um, it. Um, the most of that thickness in there is uh, for monsters and uh, specifically game rules. That's fine. The thing you're going to want to look into for canon stuff is either the, obviously the works of H.P. Lovecraft, but yeah. he can be kind of... He's obtuse. He's, he's obtuse. Donald Tyson is a pretty good resource. And, and the, uh, and so the is thing, August Derelict. The thing, too, is I could also, 
go with relative canon and throw like my own flavor onto some things. Oh yeah, that definitely. definitely. definitely and then I would want. obviously just be like, so I know this is how this usually functions, but this is how I'm having What's this function. What's the point of table topping if we don't put our own spin oh, on yeah. things? If you don't use your damn imagination. Yeah. So considering this, the stuff with Call of Cthulhu, there is almost, <clears throat> it's not that there isn't any canon, but it's more of a... Uh, interpretation? It's more of an interpretation. Yeah. Like, does Cthulhu sleep in relay? Yes. Okay, you're you're pretty fucking good right there. Yeah, like I'll I'll figure I'll figure something out. But I just I think it's interesting because I also like that setting. Look, the majority of my knowledge of HP Lovecraft comes from playing Arkham Horror, yeah. um, pop culture, and All Has Read by Donald Tyson, which I didn't realize was a HP Lovecraft book until I got into it. Yeah. So, 300 pages into a 900 page I mean, novel. There's, there's some stuff with Lovecraft that's kind of problematic. That's why, but, I, that's uh, why I also gave you the, uh, the uh, a few other authors that you could read. Yeah, there, there's there's some stuff that he has that's, that's kind of problematic. Or, or just read um, anything. I mean, I might, it didn't age well. I might just make you guys fight a giant Cthulhu. Like, you never know. Like I have, the prop, I have the prop for it and everything. Look, I'm all for you being like, fuck it, we're going goofy, and just hitting all goof button. Like, like we'll, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I want to look through the book, kind of see where things are with the The goof troop fights Cthulhu. We'll see. Yup. That was the worst yuck ever. Yeah, we'll see. But what did you want to run first? I want to run a indie game called Lightweight RPG that Brendan and I and our old roommate Jake are... Uh, one of the guys that plays on our other Paradise Lost games. Uh, we playtested at MAGFest six years ago. Yeah, something like that. And it was so much fun. It's literally, you write your it's, skills. It, as I say, it's the little little book that you it's, showed me. I think it's less than 100 pages. I yeah. say it's less than 40. Yeah, it's a tiny book. It doesn't take a lot of work to get into. But it's really open. It's very open to interpretation. You design your own skills. You design your own spells. Um, and it's kind of like baby's introduction to how D&D works. It's, it's a lot of working with the, the GM to, yep. like, figure out what you can do and stuff, right? Yes. So, like, all of character creation is very hands-on. That might be one of those games that you're only going to get a session out of me for, but it's going to be a session of actually walking through building our skills. Okay. That is one that I would want to do on recording of us actually going through character creation process one-on-one -on -one because okay. that's how it's designed to work. Gotcha. Okay. So it would be like a mini dungeon crawl. So like, so like when we do yours instead of just sitting here and talking about a lot of the lore like we did for this. Because there isn't any. Yeah, it's going to be mostly us doing character building for Like that. if you want to play a robot, you can play a robot. You want to play an alien cat pirate, you can do that too. I love Treasure Planet so fucking much. <laughs> um, so underrated. <gasps> it's such a good... Same with Atlantis. Mm. Yeah, I agree. So, like, it's literally, you can play any genre within this that you want. Okay. So it, I guess we'll just have to figure out, like, what we want to do when that comes up. That would be our planning. That would be our uh, pregame yeah. session is, what kind of world do you guys want to do? I present you with three different, like, worlds. Like, maybe, like, a pirate game or a sci-fi game or just a modern-day game. Like, any of it will work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. I'm excited for Demon. I, it takes a little bit to get into and like wrap your head around some of the concepts for it, but I really, I enjoyed the one game I got to partially play. I'm gonna go catch a fucking serial killer. Like, I 
can't believe my husband did this to me. And yet I can totally believe that my husband did this to me. Yeah, I totally can too. Well, I think the problem was is that I also gave you the option of uh, Monster House. and Which was- is one of my favorite animated movies ever, and you all, but it's also anatomy. <laughs> I mean, that, maybe you guys have to go and explore Cthulian Monster House. I have to put this out here. This is my plug for this episode. If you have not played Anatomy, it is a free-to-play, downloadable game for your computer. It is worth the 45 minutes to an hour that it will take you to play through that game. It is fucking amazing. Play it alone, in the dark, in your house. No lights. Like, seriously, make sure nobody is fucking home. And then once you're done playing that or watching a Let's Play of it, which Super Best Friends Shitstorm did a great version of that, Go walk to your fridge. <laughs> That's just ominous enough to be interesting. It's so good! I've never been more afraid of my own home before. Yep, she she's right. It is it is right proper spooky. Yeah, maybe I'll do a Cthulian house as an option. I I just like psychological horror. Mm-hmm. I, I that enjoy actually too. keeps me up at night. I'm more afraid of my own brain than I am of somebody stabbing me in the street. Because if somebody wants to kill me, there's not much I can do to stop them. But my brain, my brain can make up all sorts of fucked up scenarios. That's yeah. even scarier. So with that, I think we're going to leave everybody alone with their own thoughts, because that sounds pleasant. Yeah, that sounds pleasant. Uh, look forward to... Uh, I'm going to go plan a serial killer. Look forward to hopefully next week... We should week. not be leaving Christina alone with her own thoughts. Look forward to hopefully <laughs> next week where we're going to have uh, the first session of... Uh, you, you act like I haven't plotted out like five different types of serial killer I'm going to be Christina, I can't know these things! <laughs> Plausible deniability! God damn it! Look forward to next week when then hopefully we're going to learn how to catch a serial killer. Or work with a serial oh, killer. Oh, or is it making a, making a murderer? Oh god, we need to get like a good title for this. We'll figure something out. Buddy cop killer. Send us a... Seriously, no. Send me a fucking... uh, Send me suggestions on Twitter. All of the puns are welcome. Okay. So, for Paradise Lost Podcasting Channel, I've been Brendan. Breakfast serial killer. (laughs) Uh, I've been Christina. (laughs) I'm... I'm Julia. And remember to let the good dice roll. (laughs) 